Hey, man, welcome to Chatting About Chucky with your friends till the end, man. Uh, Eric and Jeremy. My name's Eric Keppel, man. I was not expecting this kind of introduction. I'm not even quite sure who whose voice you're doing. <laughs> Jeremy, man, why is something weird about my voice, man? Because I'm... I- Gotta say, yeah, there's something a little weird about your voice. You're you're, you're putting an affectation on it, and, and I'm just, I'm not in on the bit, and Daddy don't like it. I don't know what an an affectation is, man, but I I gotta tell you, dude, I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling a little chilled out for this episode. Uh, oh no, Eric, yeah, man, you did it. You didn't do it. You didn't take CBD before we started recording. Wait, hold on a second here, man. You're not a narc, are you? I am absolutely am a narc. I went to narc school. You know this. Well, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> joke's on you, man, because uh, CBD is 100% legal as far as I know. Is that true? I'm Googling it now. Yeah, man. Uh, Logging on to AOL. So while you're while you're googling, I'm I'm closing my eyes and I'm seeing kaleidoscopes. Uh, Jesus. Jefferson Jefferson Airplane's White Rabbit is playing in my head right now. <laughs> yeah, you're you're getting flashbacks to Vietnam. <laughs> flashbacks to Vietnam. Oh, hold on a second here, man. I think it's wearing off. Oh man, it already wore off. Bought the cheapest uh, the cheapest CBD they had. Well, and you inject it straight into your bloodstream, right? Yeah, straight into the butt. <laughs> That's the only way to truly ingest CBD oil is to, in, is to literally shoot it exactly. into your butt. That's right, folks. I announced it on Twitter, and I am on a, 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 a small dose of CBD for this episode, Jeremy. <laughs> so what did you? how did you take it? So I got a spray. Um, as as you may or may not know, I have uh, I have some anxiety issues, and uh, someone recommended some CBD for me. And uh, I've been trying it out for a couple of days. Thought I'd do a little uh, Hunter S. Thompson style experimentation for this this episode. <laughs> and uh, some some have called me a bit of a psychonaut, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's it's totally medicinal, man. Well, let me ask you this, Eric. Uh, do you actually feel a difference? Because I, I did CBD oil for a while under the tongue, droplets, and uh, I never really felt an effect. Here's the thing about about CBD, because it's it's becoming a bit of a like pyramid scheme, uh, and and I think there's a lot of just like bad. There's a lot of scamming going on in the CBD world, and I think that because I've definitely had uh, CBD that just like doesn't work mm-hmm. um so i don't know i don't know if the stuff that i have now is like higher concentrate or something but it uh i actually do notice a difference i feel more like uh relaxed basically that's that's great i'll have to get the recommend from you so i can start trying it on my end i just right now i've just been smoking weed to kind of combat the anxiety and the and and like get to sleep and stuff yeah. but Weed's kind of a commitment, you know? Yeah. Are they putting CBD in weed now? No, but I think like certain CBD, doesn't it have certain CBD have THC in it? Yeah, I'm joking around. CBD (laughs) is a product of weed, I think. I I lace all of my joints with CBD (laughs) oil. (laughs) I do it with Tylenol PM. (laughs) 
Oh God, that sounds like I don't know. That actually sounds pretty fun. I, <laughs> I was going to disparage it, but well, who am I? Uh, well, oh, by the way, my name is Jeremy Schmidt. I'm uh, the second second in command here in the Chucky in the in Chucky's army. <laughs> second in command. I would say we are both first in command. You know, I would say we are both second in command, and then first in command would have to be uh, Harold Whitehurst. R.I.P. <laughs> But man, R.I.P. Harold Whitehurst, a name that I actually did not forgot about until just now. <laughs> so I'm glad you brought him up. Should we so pour one out early for him? I, I think we should. All right. Uh, I'm going to pour one down my pants for Harold. I'm Whitehurst. pouring one down my pants, and I'll add a, if I remember, I'll add a funny sound effect to this. Yeah. Yeah. Get like the classic, like Coca Cola coming out of a fountain machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so Jeremy, uh, we have a lot to talk about. So this is a uh, this is a Chucky podcast. It's uh, chatting about Chucky. Uh, we are two comedy writers revisiting the Child's Play movies one episode at a time. And I just have one question for you before we get started, Eric. Will you marry me, Jeremy? Since you're putting me on the spot, I'm gonna have to say yes. <laughs> What? And now you have to put in a sound effect of a lot of applause, like I did it at a, at a ball game. All right. <laughs> and then wedding bells. And then wedding bells, yeah. We should just record like an audio uh, play. We should do an audio play. I've been wanting to do that for the longest time. Uh, I don't often plug it here on the show, but I produce a number of podcasts outside of... Uh, outside of this show, and uh, I've always wanted to do like sort of an, an Orson Welles-esque audio play i think that would be a lot of fun we should actually do that um yeah that sounds like something that would be fun to like write and yeah because you could script it out and then you know any any special effects quote unquote you need you could do all audio right 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 yeah i'm writing that down um cool so this is uh so today we will be talking about bride of chucky it is of course the fourth installment the Chucky franchise, and uh, I want to leave a lot of time to talk about this movie because I feel like we both probably have a lot to say. Oh um, my god! Yes. This is the movie that, like, when we started this podcast, this is the episode that I've been waiting for. Me too, brother. Me too. So, uh, before we get into it, just a few uh, orders of business. Uh, our Patreon is up and running. Uh, we are going to be doing, uh, we're going to be putting together some bonus content very soon. Uh, so jump in on that. I believe our $5 tier, you get uh, all of our bonus episodes and yeah. Yeah. It, all the additional content that we will do for the show, you can get at the $5 level. The other levels above that are for a generous rich people who want <laughs> to get in on sort of the making of the show. So it'd be like for people who want to like, for example, pitch us an episode or like or like co-host with us eventually. Um, right. But for everyone else, that $5 level will get you anything we everything we have to offer, which is good, including commentary tracks eventually. We're going to start a, a an after-hour show called Chucky Dark where we will be reading from that <laughs> godforsaken Chucky novel while drinking beers and uh, probably talking a lot of uh, film stuff. Yes. Probably a lot of plans too for the future on, on, on how we're going to, how we're going to move on from the Chuckster once we run out of uh, good, good doll material. You all have uh, a very unique opportunity to become investors here. And uh, 
you know, not unlike Facebook. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna be a big success. I think we'll probably be bigger than Facebook. Yeah, um, that's not a promise, but uh, I don't know. It could happen. Yeah, <laughs> not a promise, but it is a guarantee. <laughs> yeah. So jump in now, and you will not um, receive any money uh, in return. <laughs> only content. Right. Right. Content. But content, I've always, I've always said is better than money. At least that's what a lot of my, uh, the people online that I, I write for seem to think. Yes. If the internet, uh, in which where we all live on now, the internet, <laughs> if that is yeah. the, uh, the planet Arrakis in Dune, uh, then spice is content. I'm yes. reading, I'm reading Dune for the first time right now. So I, I've got Dune on the brain. How are you liking the books, by the way? Because I heard they're fantastic. I'm liking the first one so far. I'm 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 in the middle of the first one. Have you read them? And I I have not, but I assume you're a fan of the David Lynch uh, film. Well, part of the reason I'm reading the book is I I've never watched the David Lynch movie because I like to uh, read the book before seeing the movie. Interesting. I think the deal with that is you're going to probably be disappointed because I think that, that that movie is famously takes a lot of liberties but yeah who but uh, also you might be separated enough from both to enjoy both so yeah i i think there's it's got enough going for it that uh with kyle mclaughlin and 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 lynch i th- and the and yeah. the, just like the very bizarre funky desert outfits yes um, and patrick stewart is in that movie oh I right believe. of course yeah. sir sir patrick stewart my bad yeah. i'm sorry <laughs> uh so jeremy now, now that we got all this Patreon stuff out of the way, which is very exciting. Um, yeah, patreon.com slash chatting about Chucky. Yes. Uh, yes, correct. Uh, and it's also our link on our Twitter. Uh, y- you can find it on our Twitter, too. Um, so, Jeremy, I had... I don't know how to put this. Uh, I guess I had an epiphany this week. <laughs> Go on. Is epiphany in epiphany just a good idea? Is that what that word means? Sure, yeah. I, I think it might in- imply something more profound than just a good idea, but <laughs> a good idea will work. Okay, well, this is this is more profound than a good idea. This is a, dare I say, great idea. Uh, and this is something that I would like to propose to the listeners because ultimately uh, it's up to them. This is uh, something that we will do if people are interested in it. Um, Jeremy, do you know what a flat Stanley is? (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea what that is. Oh, really? Okay. So, (laughs) so I think it originated from like a series of children's books. Um, but basically what it is, uh, and it's normally something that like kid children do in like elementary school, but, uh, that's beside the point. Um, basically, there the premise is you have this little like cardboard or paper cutout of like a little man. Um, okay. And what you do is you mail it to your friends all over the world. And when you get when the flat Stanley arrives, you <laughs> take a picture of it in front of something cool where you are, and then you send it to someone else. And what you do is you kind of like collect all these pictures together and you have this cool sort of like photo album of this little like paper cutout traveling the world. Okay. So what I would like to propose, and this is uh, this is totally me just 100% ripping this idea off. 
uh, <laughs> and slightly changing it. Uh, but I think it's a fun idea. I propose that we do a flat Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> I am 100% on board with this idea, as I'm sure you imagined I would be. <laughs> so so there's multiple ways that we could do this. Um, if, if people are interested, interested, um, I, I would put... Um, I would put up like a like a like a PDF or something online so people can print off their own flat chuckies and take pictures that way. Um, we could also, if people want to send their addresses, I could mail some out. Um, mm-hmm. And we will, uh, if we do this, get the hashtag Flat Chucky going. Oh, I love it. <laughs> we will uh, we will retweet all of the Flat Chucky pictures on our Twitter account. Which. I mean, we're basically influencers right now. We've almost got almost 300 followers on there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, shamefully, we're about to pass the amount of followers I have on my own personal Twitter <laughs> <laughs> that I've had since 2011. Well, uh, so good on us. <laughs> so, folks, you've heard it here. Uh, t- tweet at us. I might just like go ahead and do this, and maybe no one will care about it. Um, <laughs> But if you if this does sound like something you would actually do, uh, hit us up. I think this would be a, quite a fun uh, yes, activity. Yes, I do too. So we're so far, at, we're look, yeah, we're looking at you. Dad wears glasses. We're looking at you, uh, Courtney, Courtney. Whoever, whoever you are out there. Uh, we we got fans. We got fans. We know at least two of their names. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so you got an opportunity to invest. You got an opportunity to get some exposure on Twitter. I mean. Mm-hmm. I don't even, I can't believe we're doing this, Jeremy. And we're doing it all for free right now. Exactly. Exposure in Los Angeles is as good. You can literally pay your rent in Los Angeles just with exposure. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I moved away from LA. (laughs) I had too much exposure. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, Uh, by the way, uh, you're in Colorado, right? Correct. Do they have Lime scooters out there? Yeah, and you know what? I actually just uh, hopped aboard the scooter train. I do the Lyft scooters. Um, Okay. But I take those things downtown when I go out drinking, and I got to say, getting a little buzzed and riding a scooter in the middle of the night (laughs) through a city is a great time. Yeah, it sounds bar none better than anything. I I, uh, was actually at my last... Uh, appointment before this recording and I took a Lime scooter both there and back because it was just in that awkward distance where to walk would have been 20 minutes but to lift would have been 3 minutes and that's like a waste of a car lift. Right. It's, it is like perfect for those kind of treks, you know? Yeah. We should get paid for this. Well, I, I didn't <laughs> want this to be a commercial for Lime or Lyft, but I did want to ask, what do you think... How do you, how hurt is the most hurt someone's been on one of those things, you think? Um, I saw a video of, a, of uh, I don't know if it was a man or a woman, I guess, but it, it was a person um, crossing an intersection and getting hit <laughs> by a car. So, like, the, the amount of hurt that one could get from simply walking uh, and getting hit by a car, I suppose, is... Right. About. So death, probably. Yeah. It's probably so, someone has probably died by getting hit while they were on a lime scooter. But I was just thinking, like, because it's it it was very unwieldy. 
I felt I felt uh, I felt like oh I should I need practice for this. Was it Dane Cook that told a story in his like early stand up where like a guy gets hit by a car and lands on his feet? <laughs> yes, it was. And it's a, it's a good bit too. He talks about him how he like throws up shards of his own pelvis. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that was real? Uh yeah, pro- that's probably happened. Yeah. I don't but, know. Uh still still uh still wacky. It was pretty wacky. Pretty wacky bit. I had two weeks in high school where I, uh, as probably most people our age did, where where I thought Dane Cook was pretty funny. Two weeks, buddy. I I was there for two whole albums. Oh really? Well, yeah. There were the first two. I think that I that I like listened to. I I'm yeah. that way with a lot of standups, though. To be fair, where I just get burnt out on standup comedy. Yeah, my guys in high school were always Dane Cook and Mitch Hedberg. Um, yeah, I loved because I was because I, w- I was white and I grew up in the suburbs. Uh, <laughs> shamefully, I have uh, nothing interesting about me at all. Yeah, um, they um, were both very popular in 2004. I swear. <laughs> right, I was a Stephen Wright guy myself. Stephen Wright is also very good, but that's that you need to be a fan of comedy, I think, to to uh, to even know who that is. Right. I think uh, Dane Cook, you could just be an average schmo. <laughs> Right, just an average, uh, an average schmo uh, who knows who the Kool Aid Man is. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jeremy, one more piece of news, and this I think sure. is maybe something that we uh, could cover in our our bonus episodes. Um, it's not going to exist for a while yet, but uh, Sci Fi acquired the rights to develop a Chucky TV series. That's interesting. And the project is uh, going to be created by the man himself, Don Mancini, David Kirshner, and uh, a writer and producer named Nick Antosca, who I don't recognize. Um, But I was reading an interview with Mancini about this, and he said... The show will be a fresh take on the franchise, allowing us to explore Chucky's character with a depth that is uniquely afforded by the TV format while staying true to the original vision. Huh. Yeah. Um, what, do you, what, uh, what are your first thoughts about that? Because I'm, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm psyched. Because even if it's bad, it's like bad horror content, which I think is... Still so great. Right. I've mentioned my feelings about um, the horror TV shows that I've seen that I haven't really seen one that I like that much yet. Um, yeah. I've never seen any that had really sticked the landing. I mean, I was a fan of Tales from the Crypt. Are you Are you a Tales from the Crypt fan? I never really got into Tales from the Crypt. I, I, I like it aesthetically. Like, I've definitely seen parts of episodes, but I never got yeah. super into it. Well, and I mean, like, like the Twilight Zone sort of qualifies as a... It, it has hor- horrific elements to it, I think, and that was a big Twilight Zone nut. Even the 80s reboot of Twilight Zone. I'm, I, I had a whole podcast about it. Right. But, um, but yeah, this, this excites me. I think there are not a ton of horror shows on the air right now, and I, especially not on just like basic cable. Yeah, what excites me about this is that Mancini and Kirshner are involved. Yes. Um, 
It sounds like Mancini is just like heavily involved. Like I think he might just be like the creator or something uh, of the show. But um, if you if you look at his Twitter, he's like he's posting about it a lot. Um, is he following us yet? No, we've been tweeting at him. The fans have been tweeting at him. Uh, he's <laughs> he's been ignoring us. <laughs> I don't know Damn if he's it. been ignoring us, but he's been. Uh, I mean, he, I'm sure he's a very busy man. He's developing a TV show right now. Um, he's a very busy man, Cini, If you know what I'm, if you know what I mean. I will tease this, and this like let's let's uh, let's just go in with the mindset of like this probably won't happen. But I did get in touch with Alex Vincent. Oh, really? Yeah, and I won't say exactly how because um, I don't know if he wants people just like annoying him on the internet a lot but um right uh i basically asked him if he wanted to come on the show and he said uh pretty much not at the moment but to reach out again uh when the chucky tv show is on the air so oh. i don't know we'll see maybe if this if this thing uh if the fans really want this to happen you can you know tweet at him uh i saw dad wears glasses out there tweeting at some of these guys trying to get them on the show um dad wears glasses is the is our is the number one is the number one most dedicated chucky fan on earth he really is other, other than you and i right um <laughs> right. I, I wonder if uh alex vincent said that maybe because he is working on the show because that would be really cool if mancini and vincent are kind of getting back together for this thing Oh yeah, yeah. I think he is working on the show. Um, See now that that makes me really excited. And if and if Dorif is in, let me see. Dorif, let me see if I can find. Uh, let me see if I can find uh, that information out because I'm curious. Yeah, Chucky. I don't know what the hell the show is going to be called though. Child's Play. Um. All right. Maybe like looking something up on the internet. Quietly, is that the most the interesting podcast material <laughs> <laughs> or on a podcast? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. By the right. way, have you seen a picture of uh, of chi- uh, Ch- Charles Mancini or sorry Don Mancini? Have you ever seen a picture of him? I believe I have. Uh, he does not look at all like how I thought. <laughs> oh really? How did you yeah. how did you picture him? Older, like a white. I don't know, like a more like a businessman i i don't know i i i guess i was picturing him to look sort of like what david kirshner really looks like or actually i kind of expected him to look so, sort of like what's the uh the head of the good guys dolls play uh in oh. child's play three yeah sullivan yeah i expect him to look kind of like sullivan no he looks like a dude that we could all we could all go out and crush some brews with <laughs> dude that is a dream night for me okay yeah. some some people would say uh you know like front row uh at at like a their favorite band and then they get to meet the band and then like uh uh get to like you know ride a hot air balloon and stuff like that i just want to i just want to crush a couple uh keystone lights with don mancini yeah, Don Mancini seems like a guy who'd be down for rolling through uh, a, a busy Colorado street on a lime scooter with. The man is down to clown. Yeah. So, 
Jeremy, the year uh, that Child's Play, or not Child's Play, we, we are out of no, the Child's we're Play. We're out of the Child's Play. We, there needs to be a sound effect for getting out of the Child's Play. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to have a lot of work to do for this one. Uh, <laughs> don't be surprised if the final product has uh, none of the sound effects that we mentioned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yep. The sounds, year sounds like something I would do. That Bride of Chucky came out is the year 1998. And um, I'm excited about this because I feel like we both were kind of conscious and aware of what we were doing at this time. I remember seeing uh, uh, commercials for Bride of Chucky. Oh, um, yeah. So I definitely remembered when this entered the, the cultural zeitgeist. Uh, oh, yeah. So, Jeremy, what... Uh, what can you tell me about a Jeremy Schmidt in the year 1998? My friend, 1998 is possibly one of the biggest years in my life. It is the year that I moved from Los Angeles to Dallas, Texas. Oh. I was I was 11 years old, and my parents ripped me from my comfortable trailer park. <laughs> Oh, that we were living in. So you didn't move by yourself when you were 11? No, I didn't. No, no. My parents, my, my dad basically got a job in Texas and we all moved down there. And, and, and for what we could afford in Los Angeles, which was like a, a trailer a uh, trailer in a trailer park, we, we ended up getting like a house on an acre lot with a swimming pool. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, like Texas was uh, very hot and upcoming, very cheap. Yeah. Everything's uh, bigger and- there also, too, from what I hear. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, hair's bigger there. Uh, guns bigger there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I moved to Texas, and I would and I would live in Texas. I would end up back in Los Angeles until, gosh, three and a half years ago when when I uh, when I moved out for basically career a career change. But uh, nineteen ninety eight specifically, it was very hard. You know, I was entering middle school. My hormones were a flying around. All zipping, zopping around my yeah. bedroom. I didn't know which way was up. <laughs> much like Chucky in uh, in Bride of Chucky. Yeah, much like Chucky in Bride of Chucky, and uh, it, well, actually, probably more like Jennifer Tilly when she becomes a, a a Chucky doll. I was like that. I was like, what is this body I'm in? It's changed so <laughs> dramatically. Um, but yeah, I remember this. This actually was a pretty hard time in my life, and. Um, uh, and it wouldn't get better in, in, for a very long time, you know. Like th- uh, these are very formative years, so it'd be middle school, and then right into high school, and then you know, I don't think people stop being awkward until probably college, and sometimes right. it takes a little bit longer than that. I'm but, still know, working so, on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, I support that Patreon, which is a separate. Thing. Uh, get get uh, Eric out of uh, <laughs> make out of Eric normal. <laughs> yeah, I um I was probably playing a lot of video games. I was uh, you know, going to a lot of church. <laughs> um, and that's and that's really about it. Trying to make friends in a new strange town. Man, I never uh, I never went through that. Uh, I never went through like a big move when I was a kid. Got to imagine it would be uh, quite an experience. Yeah, you know, it sucked. It sucked because you. Le- I left all my friends behind, and you know, so it took me like ten years to make all those buds. 
Then I had to go and like try to make some more buds, but all the buds I was trying to make were already buds with each other. <laughs> well, I was in the uh, I was in the fourth grade, I believe. I think I was nine years old, something like that. Uh, and I remember. Um, I think I told this story on the very first episode, um, but one of the more like formative horror movie experiences for me was uh, when my sister and I had a babysitter. Uh, this was a little bit before Halloween time, and the Halloween H2O commercial came on TV. Oh, yeah. And uh, it just like absolutely horrified me. Um, also, around that time, uh, the Bride of Chucky um commercial was airing as well because i believe they came out uh pretty close together um i can't remember oh october yeah there was like a two-week difference um so yeah those were both both uh happening on the old uh on the old boob tube um yeah, yeah. um halloween h2o i have very vivid memories of that uh, that 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 like marketing campaign. I also have very vivid memories of Bride of Chucky. Yeah, I think they're both they're both good. Hall- I love Halloween H two O, and I love. I, I've Bride never of Chucky. Uh, I've never seen Halloween H two O, and until and until literally today, I've never seen Bride of Chucky. <laughs> oh, you watched but, it today? Um, I watched it literally today. So, nice. also full disclosure, going in, I haven't wa- I haven't listened to the commentary track on it yet. Uh, have you, Eric, have you listened to it? Jeremy, I went into the special features of my, uh, and maybe this is just because it's a, the DVD box set. I went into yeah. the special features and God damn it if there isn't any uh, commentary on it. Man, you know what? That fucking sucks. I wonder if, I, I haven't even checked mine yet, but I wonder if there's only commentary on the first film. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of vague in the on on the box and in the description. It just says commentary, so you kind of like yeah. assume that it might be for every movie, but I don't know. We might not get any commentary, unfortunately. I just wonder if like a commentary with Don Mancini, you know, would have not there might have not been high enough of a demand for it you know but that seems crazy to me because that's all i want is just to hear him talk about any one of these movies <laughs> yeah maybe for some of the later this is still like pre i don't know if it's pre-dvd but it's like at the very early if not pre-dvd it's like a little bit before dvd I think um, this is pre-dvd and that's a really actually that's a very interesting thing to bring up like i wonder if Bride of Chucky, by the time it actually came out to home video, DVDs were starting to become more of a thing. Because I think, right. like, if they, if DVDs were around in 98, they were hella expensive. I mean, I don't know if you remember this, but DVDs used to cost like 100 bucks. Oh, yeah. They were absurd. Yeah. And DVD players cost a lot of money, too. And um, I remember in like, I think the year was like maybe 99 or 2000. I got a PlayStation two, which played DVDs. And I remember like getting my very first, like the very first DVD I bought was the matrix. The second one was crouching tiger, hidden dragon. Nice. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I just remember it being such a special thing to like have the DVD player back in like the year 2000, right? Like, late nineties, 2000. Yeah. Yeah. 
What I what I that kind of made me uh, think back to my VHS days and what we did. Uh, I had I had a friend. Uh, I was friends with a, a guy in my neighborhood who had two brothers, and uh, they would go to a Family Video, which is was our local video store, and they would every movie that they would rent, they had like a double VHS player. Mm-hmm. And what you could do with blank VHSs is, is you could record them uh, either on like high quality uh, for, and you have like two hours so you can record one movie or right. what they did is you could set it to, I think it was like EP setting or something and you could yes. get six hours of video on one, <laughs> yeah. on one thing. So I remember like he, he just had this like, I mean, it was, it was like, just this insane, insanely big like entertainment uh, shelf that was just all these like uh, uh, formerly blank VHSs with like pen writing on them with like mm-hmm. um, Simpsons episodes and like tons of like Chris Farley movies and shit like that. Yeah, um, like a literal yeah. treasure trove for the late 90s that is like, you look at back and you're like, what a waste of time. <laughs> Truly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is that that was the coolest person in the neighborhood, was the person who was able to burn CDs early, who was able to copy VHS tapes early. Yeah. I mean, this is like a really cool time for physical media now that you bring it up. And and it's something that I didn't even really consider until until just right now is that like, yeah, like this is like prime mixtape years, like prime mix CD years you know right and we're kind of getting out of the like analog uh sort of format of like the the tape yeah i wonder if like napster was uh, was around yet you know um yeah i'm not sure exactly um yeah so some of the stuff that was going on in 98 uh we had president clinton uh old uh 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 Tricky Bill was in office, and he was Tricky uh, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> he was accused in the uh, in the White House sex scandal and denied allegations of having an affair with the White House intern Monica Lewinsky. Was that yeah. this year? Was that ninety eight? That was ninety eight. Yep. Ooh, doggy. Uh, the Unabomber was sentenced to four life terms. Uh, John Glenn became the first American to orbit the Earth. Frank Sinatra died. I I actually remember like all of these news stories from this time. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, I I, uh, I don't remember the John Glenn thing, but yeah, I, I, all of this. I mean, I vividly remember my dad cussing at the TV when he found out Bill Clinton <laughs> lied. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Broncos beat the Packers in in Super Bowl thirty two. Uh, cool. Damn shame. And. Damn shame. Uh, 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 ninety-eight. I gotta, I gotta say it because I'm a Fish fan. One of the, one of the better years for the band Fish. We got, uh, we got the. Are Island you really tour. a Fish fan? I am. I've been a Fish fan since I was like, I'm not even one of those Fish fans that like started doing like smoking pot as a teenager and got into Fish <laughs> and like followed them around. I, I just like discovered them when I was in middle school and thought they were cool and funny. Uh, and I've just like kept up with them ever since. Anyway, That's so wild. 1998 is like, in my opinion, the best year for uh for fish. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. Um, some of the top movies of the time we have Titanic, 
is the mm. uh, highest grossing film of all time, making 580 million. Yeah. Uh, the Thin Red Line, The Truman Show, Saving Private Ryan, Patch Adams, uh, The Big Lebowski, uh, wow. Pleasantville, which I used to really like that movie. I'm curious to rewatch that because I don't know if it would still be good. Now. Well, I yeah, I think it's. I wonder if the messaging of Pleasantville holds up today. What was the I messaging? Remember, well, I, I I mean, again, I the specifics of it and the execution, I'd have to go back to. But I remember it being something to the effect of like, it's like when they start cussing and making out is when like the color starts coming uh, into like yeah. the world. So, yeah. but I wonder how they handle like. I'm trying to think, and I kind of can't remember. Like, what what are they trying to say with that film? It seems like pro. Uh, vulgarity or something but yeah yeah it seems like a movie john waters would make yeah (laughs) yeah um fear and loathing in las vegas and there's something about mary what Uh, a great year i have an anecdote about (laughs) there's something about mary so the school that i went to um in 98 i uh, grew up in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and I attended the same school that a lot of the kids of the uh, Packer players at the time went to. Okay. Uh, so I was in uh, I was in classes with uh, Brett Favre's daughter, and whoa, <laughs> yeah. So Brett Favre does a cameo in uh, "There's Something About Mary," and and uh, someone one of the kids at school had like somehow was able to like go to the movie theaters and we were all like nine years old or something. You know, like he somehow like saw this movie and was telling everyone at school that, uh, Brett Favre, he, he, he like told Brett Favre's daughter. He was like, your dad is in this like rated R movie, uh, called yeah. there's something about Mary. And she was like, no, he's not. My dad wouldn't like do a rated R movie. And she just like, kept like denying that he was in uh there's something about mary and at one point she like said that she asked him and he said he wasn't in it so i think he was like uh i might be like slightly misremembering this but i think i remember this correctly uh if not let's just put in allegedly in front of this but uh (laughs) brett Favre like was in this movie and i think he just like didn't want his daughter to like his like kids to know about it or something that's Um, so i love that story that's awesome (laughs) (laughs) oh good golly so some of the tv shows of the time we have friends the x-files frazier home improvement home improvement er the simpsons so jeremy Let's uh let's take a quick break and then once we come back we are going to dive into uh discussing the film The Bride or The Bride. I think it's just Bride of Chucky. How just does that Bride sound? of Chucky. Bride of Chucky. And, and uh, that sounds great. I can't wait to get back to it. <laughs> See you on the other side, baby. Hey man, welcome back to the show. <laughs> Oh, I bailed God. on that voice uh, so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> you do it. You know, you, you actually you pull it off quite well when you're committing to it. Hey, thanks a lot, man. <laughs> oh, this has got to be a new Instagram character. I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to encourage this. I'm going to push for this Instagram character. I, I can start doing Instagram characters. Sure. Why not? Yeah, it's uh, you just you on CBD and it's just <laughs> 
a fucking train wreck of like a '90s stoner trope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Jeremy, how was your break? Oh, it was great. I took a, I took a, yet another sip of my beer. Um, but uh, so, but but that's not unlike what I was doing during the show. Right. Yeah. My family. Uh, I, I had a little bit more of an exciting break. My family and I went to. Uh, we went down to Disney World in Florida. Uh, saw Epcot. Went inside the uh, the Epcot ball. Um, you did all that on the break. Yeah, I mean, we took a whole week. I'm not just going to sip I, a beer for a week. I I guess to each his own. Everybody has a different like list of priorities, but mine is to take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> To, to sail smoothly and to just like relax. Hey, man. <laughs> Might I recommend some CBD oil? Gosh. So we're talking Bride of Chucky, baby. Um, Hell yeah. I think we both, uh, we both were excited for this one. Uh, I could not wait to see this film. Also, my girlfriend who knows I'm doing the show and has been with me the whole way has been like, when are we going to watch Bride of Chucky? <laughs> when is the Bride of Chucky episode? Nice. Eric, not to give away too much of what we're going to talk about, but I think a lot of people highly regard this flick. They hold it up high in their hearts. They remember it fondly and they have a lot of nostalgia for Bride of Chucky. I will say this and I, so before going into this movie, I'm not going to give away like how I felt about it rewatching it, but before going into this movie, this is a movie I've seen a few times, and uh, before watching it this time, and this might still be the same, but maybe not, stay tuned, uh, <laughs> this is not only my favorite Chucky movie, but it's one of my favorite movies. I would put it in like a top... Maybe a top twenty-five, definitely a top fifty. Um, yeah, but yeah, I can't, it's up there. I can't wait to hear how you feel about it now, but I'm sure you want to get to that later. Right, I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the timing of that couldn't have been better. Um, yeah, I I, uh, I had never seen it before. I, uh, but I had again like. Um, always been interested in it i remember the marketing campaign for bride of chucky very well and my girlfriend you know was head over uh, is head over heels for the film and uh and jennifer tilly's performance specifically really spoke to her she really liked jennifer tilly in this film and i mean i will spoil this much i agree yeah jennifer tilly is a rock star in not only this film but in everything she does um Including the the Wachowski classic, Bound. Did you ever see Bound, Eric? I have never seen that, but now I want to watch it because in the trivia for this film, I I read that she was basically cast in this movie because uh, I think Mancini saw Bound and liked her in Bound. Yeah, we got to do a a watch of Bound. We'll um, do Bound. because I haven't haven't seen it in a long time. I remember when The Matrix hit, I was excited to eat up anything that Wachowskis had done. And this was really the only thing I think uh, other than the matrix that they had made. It was definitely the last film they made before the matrix. And uh, I remember not really getting it at the time, but I also was a kid. So maybe, uh, maybe going back now, it would be, um, 
would be the time. You know, the Wachowskis, there's so many, like, in the in the Matrix and some of their movies, you got all these, like, people shooting guns and stuff, and there's all these things flying at you. That's why I like to call them the Watch-Out-Skis. <laughs> that would, that's a fantastic tweet. I don't know, you know if you've ever tweeted that, but... One of my b- best jokes that I've ever had, and... Uh, <laughs> This is like not based on the reaction it got in the room, but how satisfied I felt about it. Sure. Um, I was watching uh, an episode of uh, season one of Stranger Things uh, <laughs> with some friends a couple of years ago, and uh, Netflix started buffering, and I said, Duffer Brothers, more like the Buffer Brothers. Oh, God. That's, that's <laughs> stone cold, baby. Yeah. It was it was it was a good time. I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. So before I love it. so before watching um, Bride of Chucky, I uh, there is one of the special features on the DVD is the theatrical trailer. So I watched that, um, and that was awesome. So basically, what happens in the trailer is we see kind of the a lot of what goes on in the opening with Jennifer Tilly, um, you know, cut like. Uh, killing that guy and like fi- like finding Chucky and she says hello Dolly um, yeah. but then the, the voiceover voice comes in and he says this Halloween Chucky gets lucky oh and in the background uh, Billy Idol's White Wedding is playing oh great <laughs> That's fantastic. I, I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, I, I highly recommend it. I think it's on YouTube, too, if you want to check it out. It's it's like a minute long. It's 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 beautiful. It's like the epitome of 90s movie trailers. Yeah. Um, And it's before the era of just, like, showing everything in the movie in the trailer. Like, it's just sure. all act one stuff. Yeah. That's so, great. Yeah, Chucky Gets Lucky is the tagline of the film. Um is above the the logo if you're if you're looking at the DVD or VHS box copy of it. Nice. Yeah. So after the release of uh, Child's Play 3, Don Mancini and Kirshner decided that the series required a new direction. Um, I think we can all agree <laughs> on that. Um, <laughs> or they, just any direction. I mean like at yeah. this this is such a direction if that makes if that statement makes sense it I really feel like is. child's child's play three wasn't going in much of a direction it was sort of like not making any choices if that if that makes sense bride of chucky is a is a great example of a of like a bold choice going right yeah paying off yes um so they decided uh against returning to the character of andy barclay um, so work on, uh, Bride of Chucky began in 96, um, and it was apparently inspired by the release of Scream and I Know What You Did Last Summer. Um, man, those would be great movies to rewatch too. We should definitely do Scream and I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yeah. Also, I wonder, I wonder what they mean by inspired by, because I, does, do they mean to say that just like, oh, slasher films are back for now? And I so, think there was a little bit of a slasher renaissance there in the late 90s. I, I agree. There definitely was. And I think that this is probably just a, a byproduct of that. Because I don't, I don't actually see a lot of inspiration in this film from those other two films. Right. Um, 
Yeah, I would agree with that. I didn't see much of that either, but uh, I could see sort of the like the the horror, the teen horror element is definitely very, uh, very prevalent in this one. Um, yeah. So it was directed by Ronnie Yu, and this is a guy. Uh, did you know about Ronnie Yu uh, before? Ab- ab- absolutely not. And I looked him up before recording uh, this this uh, episode. And I think we've got to definitely check out that the bride with the white hair, dude. Film. I was looking at his so his film history, and I had never seen, I had never heard of him before, right? Um, and yeah, we got to do like a yucking about you or something, because <laughs> dude, uh, yucking about you. This guy, I, I he directed the hell out of this film, so he mm-hmm. was. He was hired uh, to direct the film after Mancini and Kirshner were impressed by The Bride with White Hair. Um, And basically, he negotiated with them. um, And what he wanted was creative freedom and Mm -hmm. the ability to hire uh, his collaborators, Peter Pau and David Wu. Uh, Mm -hmm. And Peter Pau is the DP, who I I guess works with Ronnie a lot. but yeah, I was just looking at just like stills from some of the stuff that he's done and it just looks fucking awesome. It looks outrageous. And it also like there's no there's no clear delineation from his other work to Bride of Chucky. It looked very like this this film kind of sticks out like the rest of them are, you know, obviously from Hong Kong, right? Yeah. Like um, but they all, but, but the only, I guess the only thread kind of tying them together is, is horror. They do look like they're all kind of maybe in that horror genre. Right. Well, this is him doing like one of the most like American movies possible, which no I kidding, think is dude. so interesting. Yeah. yeah, me too. Um, so Bride of Chucky was written by Mancini. Uh, he said he decided to create the character of Tiffany after seeing a uh, Bride of Frankenstein in a video store. Um, and we, of course, we see a bit of Bride of Frankenstein in the, uh, the bathtub scene, but we'll get to that later. Um, oh yeah. So Grant, Graham Ravel, Graham Ravel comes back. Uh, he's back. I'm excited about, I was excited yeah. to see his name in there. Cause, uh, I, I, I was too. He did the score for Child's Play 2, which I think we both agreed was, was pretty great. Yeah, if it if it if it wasn't the best, I mean, I think it was the best score, if not a uh, Child's Play one. But I, I mean, yeah. I, I loved the the Child's Play two score. Really good stuff. So, yeah. um, we've got like an all star cast, um, going. And what I've kind of learned, uh, through researching this film and like just having having done a little bit of a, a deep dive into the other movies and 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 the production background. Um, I love how uh, Mancini and Kirshner seem to just be like partners at this point. Like, yeah. even now they're working on that TV show together. It seems like they kind of team up and produce this thing, and then they find like a director um, that that they both like. Uh, so yeah, um, of course, of course, uh, uh, Mancini directs. The uh, I think he directs the three after this movie, um, which I'm really. Oh, he does. For. Okay. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 So the <laughs> I I just threw this in here because I thought it was, 
I thought the 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 score was good and the soundtrack was like just a blast from the past for me. Yeah. So we had some white zombie, some monster magnet, Judas mm-hmm. Priest, Slayer, Motorhead, and Power Man Five Thousand. Yeah. Also some Rob <laughs> Zombie. <laughs> some Rob <laughs> Zombie as well. Yeah. Yeah. Blondie. Yeah. Static X. Hell yeah, dude. This is like the most metal, <laughs> the most metal soundtrack ever. Probably next to like what? Fucking Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess it's this movie fucking rocks. Like it, it's yeah. the, the soundtrack is like very, uh, very fitting for this. And it, and it also, like, fit well in the film, too. Like, they knew when to let one rip, if you know what I mean. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Um, ca- the cast included uh, Jennifer Tilly, as we mentioned. Um, and uh, I know I actually... <laughs> I know her from Liar Liar is what I first recognized her oh, from. Oh, yeah. Speaking of a sexual awakening in the Schmidt household, yeah. <laughs> her her performance in Liar Liar was definitely something that made me uh, go to bed early, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you're talking about... Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you don't know You don't know what I'm she talking about? She made you tired? Yeah, yeah. She made me really sleepy. I had to go to bed. Uh, oh, Eric, okay. we'll... we'll We'll describe masturbation to you on another episode. Master- Probably the next. Who? Next episode. <laughs> masturbation. <laughs> Was he? Did he act? He's my, in the- he's my uh, karate instructor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we also have Brad Dourif, of course, back as the voice of Chucky. Yeah. Uh, in which he says this is his favorite child's play movie. Oh, did he say that? I yeah, it's one of rules. the uh, tr- little trivia factoids on IMDb. Brad Dourif's favorite Child's Play movie. This. I feel like his voice is getting a little more. Uh, his voice is getting a little more. Uh, uh, I don't know how to describe it, Jeremy. Yeah. But it's his voice is getting <laughs> a little more something. It's like a little more human or something. Yeah, um, it's a little bit like yeah. I, well, I mean, he has to talk a lot more in this film. Yeah, and and in the last film, but it's been eight years since child's play three That's so he's probably point. he's probably grizzled a little bit but yeah i mean he he also does a fantastic job like oh, he voice yeah. acts the hell out of that out of chucky and and i think you know if, if i'm having to get if i'm like guessing why he says that it probably is a, a combination of a bunch of things like this coming after child's play three is such a resurgence it's such like a positive like it's such a high point compared to what he just did with child's play three. And then also his character has such a better arc than it does in, in a lot of the other films. Like he's actually kind of a character as opposed to just like the inciting incident or the, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's no wonder this is his favorite. So we have Catherine Heigl as Jade. And I this is like a young Catherine Heigl. I didn't recognize that it was her until the end of the movie, basically. I was like, the whole time I was like, who the hell is that? Because I recognized Oh, you didn't recognize person. her uh, her name in the credits at the beginning? No, I must have... Maybe I saw it and didn't, it didn't connect right away. But yeah, I, I, I yeah. it took me a while to like realize that it was her. But yeah. She's very young in this. Like, I mean, yeah. the thing I think we all know Catherine Heigl from, or at least the thing I know Catherine Heigl from the most is uh, Knocked Up. Yeah, Knocked Up. 
is what I know. And uh, and we all know from that film, she's famously hard to work with. That was like the big story. Oh, big is she really? Scandal that came out of that is like, yeah, that that she was like kind of a pain to work with, and she's sort uh-huh. of not not great. But I bet at this at this iteration, she's probably she's. I don't think she's a star here. Yeah. So I don't know if this was her first like. It was probably one of her first big movies. I'm sure she was. Uh, yeah. yeah. Did um, you do you know who? Uh, did you read who was up for the part of Jade? No, I'd love to know. Uh, Julia Stiles. Oh, interesting. And she she was cast, but she actually dropped uh, to play her famous role in Ten Things I Hate About You. Okay, that's forgivable. Wait, I, I think I think it is because that's a that is a sleeper hit. Ten Things I Hate About You is like one yeah. of one of the greats and uh i love that she got to do that and katherine heigl got to do this because they're both great films both great yeah. parts but i can't imagine 10 things i hate about you without julia styles so right yeah yeah um yeah that's another one we should do we should do like a bunch of 90s rom-coms <laughs> yeah no kidding Dude, well 10 things i hate about you is a laugh a minute i mean that's a gr- that's a good movie it is great. Um, I ha- I have not revisited it since like it used to always be on TBS. Uh, yes, I, yeah. for a while there, and it was also on Comedy Central. I think for a while they were they were airing it over and over again. Right, right. Um, so yeah, so we have Catherine Heigl. We have Nick's Nick S T A B I L E Stabile Stabile. He plays Jesse. Um, and right. he played the the one credit. I didn't recognize anything that he's done, but the one credit that I wrote down uh, just because I thought it was kind of funny is he played Chris Kringle Jr. in a movie called Santa Jr. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Yeah, I I didn't recognize him. I don't think I don't think anything has come from his career. Right. Un- unfortunately, I do think he's he's okay in this. Uh, speaking of 90s rom-coms, we have Alexis Arquette as Damien, uh, who is in She's All That, also yes. Pulp Fiction. Uh, She's All That. I was literally watching that last night, really? if you can believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were turning it on to go to sleep because uh, uh, okay. it's, it's, my girlfriend's a big fan of She's All That. And I had never really, you know, I knew it because it's in the zeitgeist, you know, her coming down the stairs, all that stuff. But I'd never really seen it. Yeah. And you guys were sleeping in separate beds, right? Because you're not married. No, we're not married. We did sleep in separate beds. Yeah, we okay. we uh, and even when we get married, we're gonna keep the separate bed thing. Okay, I love Lucy style. I love Lucy style. Um, we have Gordon Michael Woolvet as David, uh, and um, John Ritter, of course, as Chief Warren Kincaid. Yeah, uh, who we all know from Three's Company, Problem Child, great actor. Love and the, the the film I referenced last episode, Dreamer of Oz. <laughs> okay, interesting. Yeah, Dreamer of Oz. Um, yeah. So the film was released October sixteenth, ninety eight. You know, a horror movie is good, and I guess this doesn't this doesn't always hold up. But I feel like a lot of the best horror movies will come out. Uh, at least the blockbuster ones will come out near halloween time yeah um as i said halloween h2o came out on the 31st this year um 
Bride of Chucky grossed 11.8 million open opening weekend. Uh, nice, nice. I think it ultimately grossed like 50 million on a budget of 25. So it didn't do too bad. Um, yeah, yeah. I-, I wonder if it was considered a success back then, though. Do you think it was? It doesn't. I don't know. Making like twice the money back is. Uh, I don't know how how much of a success that would be. I guess. I mean, it is twenty five million bucks, but. But I mean, like, if domestic had only made eleven, that sounds bad. Yeah. Considering the budget, yeah, you might be right. Um, Which sucks because it's so good. But I mean, th- uh, three more movies came out after this, so it definitely didn't bury the franchise. So it, right. I, mean, I just I just wonder, you know, like what was the state of affairs back then? Well, also, if this is the year that Titanic came out, I mean. <laughs> yeah seed of chucky yeah. has kind of a crazy long-ish um pre-production uh, uh story that i was reading about and i think Ooh. from what i remember they were kind of like everyone was kind of on board to do another chucky movie right away and then things got a little complicated perhaps um things got a little rough yeah the seed of chucky story is I, I found some like very interesting stuff in our in my uh, research for that one so so stay tuned for that next episode but uh, for the the trivia for this one um, the other uh, notable kind of fun fact is <laughs> and there's YouTube videos of this that are just a fucking delight I highly recommend <laughs> watching them but to pr- promote the film. Chucky made an appearance on uh, an episode of WCW Monday Nitro. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. And there's he he was also uh, he, wh- when I looked that up on YouTube, it led me down a wormhole of Chucky on WWE. So I think that or WWF back then, and I think that he just like appeared in this like in these in the wrestling world once in a while. Yeah. Huh. Um, so yeah, but I highly, highly recommend, uh, checking out that video on YouTube cause it's t- fucking awesome. Um, yeah. And funny. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Hell yeah. So Jeremy, what do you say we just call it early and don't go through the whole movie for this episode? <laughs> I love it. See you next week. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> Hey, man, I'm back. Oh, man, I'm back, too, and I just took some CBD. I'm a cop. Fuck! Get your shit! We gotta blow! And scene. So we open on the Universal logo. <laughs> this, uh, um, this I will tease. This is what I'm going to tease. Uh, for the next episode, there is a little bit of a, there's a story behind this that I thought was shocking, um, and kind of like weird and messed up, but this is the last movie, at least for a while where we will see this universal logo. Um, so we see the universal logo and we get a fun opening credits, uh, uh, and music right off the bat. It's kind of this like thumping synthy uh score in the intro um so we are one month after the events of the previous film 
and uh, Tiffany Valentine, who uh, we eventually find out is the former girlfriend and accomplice of Charles Lee Ray. Uh, mm-hmm. Basically, she bribed a police officer to give her the dismembered parts uh, of Chucky from an evidence locker. So right. in this opening, we see this like uh, police officer take out this evidence and give it to uh, Tiffany, and she, she murders him. Um, and Tiffany, can we, can can we actually rewind real quick and talk about, uh, just the evidence locker itself? (laughs) Yeah. What about it? Did you, uh, notice any kind of fun Easter eggs in those, uh, in that evidence room? Oh man. I feel like I should have, but what were the Easter eggs? I also didn't, I also didn't notice this either, but I am looking at a piece of trivia here and... Uh, apparently, in that evidence room, Michael Myers' mask, Jason's <laughs> mask, Leatherface's chainsaw, yeah. Freddy Krueger's glove, and the crate from the movie Creep Show are all in this <laughs> evidence room. <laughs> that fucking rules. That's yeah, like, dude. <laughs> wow. Um, I can't believe I missed that. To be honest me, with you, me That's neither. I, I I don't know what I was doing. I must have had my head straight up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh business as usual um, business as usual for me so tiffany we get this inch introduction to tiffany that's just like you can't watch this scene and just like not immediately fall in love with jennifer tilly's character here because yeah. i mean she looks amazing she's just like the most like uh, just the way she's like moving around is just like the most striking like ominous uh, kind of character and she picks up the Chucky doll and we hear her say well hello Dolly mm-hmm. and uh, she takes Chucky back to her uh, trailer uh, and she stitches him back together um, and then we are uh, at Jade's house I guess with yeah. her uncle Um her uncle Warren. So this is her uncle who I guess is her. I don't think we learn what happened to her parents, but the, her uncle is her uh, like guardian or whatever. Right. And, and he's, he, he seems to be pretty like he hates it. Like he doesn't want to be, but he's also very strict. Yeah. He's, he's a weird guy. Is he, is he like an army guy or something? What is he? Cause he, I feel it, like he yes. had, well, he's badges. wearing like I, I mean, I, he's definitely a cop, right? Oh, he's a cop. Like, okay. Yeah, I guess. I guess maybe I never really nailed down exactly what he was specifically. I assumed he was in charge of the police officers, but then yeah. we'll get to it later, where like he actually just paid the police officers to <laughs> hunt down Jade. Yeah, he looks like um, one of the guy. He looks like he could work at Kent, where Andy Barclay yeah. was. <laughs> I mean, totally, right? Like, that is exactly school. what his character is. Yeah. It's like another one of these military douchebags. Right. Um, clean cut, high and tight, super strict. Anyway. Yeah. So he's giving uh, some kid a hard time who is the supposed uh, boyfriend of Jade's. Um, yes. This is really cool. So... This turns out there's. <laughs> I just wanted to bring this up really quick. There's a moment where Jade and this boy like leave, 
And there's a moment where uh, Warren swats a fly away from his head. Do you remember that? Uh, yes. Yeah. I wonder if that was scripted because it seems like such it had like it served the plot and the scene in like zero way. Like, <laughs> and it would yeah. have been like the logistics of getting a fly to fly by a man's head close enough for him to swat it away is like uh, kind of crazy if they actually like planned that out just for the sake of having it because it doesn't really prove a point. Yeah, well, I mean, famously, this film was a six-month-long production run that oh. five months, but five months of it were just uh, <laughs> trying to get that fly to get by his face. I couldn't find this in my research, Jeremy. But do you were, did you happen to come across who played the fly? <laughs> it was it was Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> so uh, it, we're in a car now, and it turns out that this uh, boyfriend, quote unquote, is actually David. Uh, who I would describe as like a nerdy third wheel. Uh, mm-hmm. And he was basically tricking Warren into picking Jade up uh, so she could hang out with her uh, real boyfriend, who uh, is Jesse. Well, and he's uh, he's gay too, right? Like that's his, that that is the reveal, is that like, Oh, it, okay. in the first, in the first scene, you see him talking to Warren and he's like, answering all of warren's questions wrong like he's he's like oh you're in sports what sport he's like figure skating right right and and it's just bugging the shit out of john ritter's character and then later you find out well it's actually because he's gay like he is yeah and i thought that was like kind of a cool flex like this this movie come to find out is actually very pro lgbtq and like later uh i would be in college classes uh called like gender and sexuality in the horror film and this film would get brought up a, a few times oh really um yeah, don yeah. mancini i believe is, is gay and he's uh this comes up a little bit later is he he was actually trying to kind of insert these themes into some of the later chucky movies the lgbt themes um yeah and that's so- yeah that's and good on him too because it's it is it is such a interesting choice especially for 1998 yeah 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 that like i don't know and it kind of gives it it just makes their it makes jade's character have so much more movement like Mm -hmm. now that we know that she's like tricking the uncle and using this this like kind of straight laced uh kid as a scapegoat but then like dating the bad boy like it's 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 a very fun plot that has nothing to do with Chucky at all, but it sets up this sort of like almost like escape uh, film where they're like trying to get away from everything. And when the wheels start turning for like what Chucky wants versus what Jade and her boyfriend want, I mean, that, that clash is just so perfect. I think. Yeah, it's great. Um, so we see the kids uh, get pulled over by uh, Officer Norton, who they who they nicknamed Needlenose, and uh, <laughs> I think that's pretty accurate. Uh, he's got a weird nose. Uh, <laughs> this guy does a good job of uh, just playing like an asshole uh, cop guy. Um, and we cut to uh, Tiffany is reenacting the voodoo ritual, uh, which had. Uh, uh, instilled Ray's soul inside of Chucky 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And 
Uh, this is another little Easter egg, Jeremy. She's reading uh, Voodoo for Dummies. And, yes. Uh, it says written by Don Mancini under it. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. I actually didn't notice that on my viewing either. Uh, this was tweeted at us by, uh, of course, Dad Wears Glasses. Dad Wears Glasses, biggest fan. Shout biggest out. heart, biggest fan. I'm going to say unofficial third co-host of the podcast. Unofficial third co-host. We got to get Dad Wears Glasses on the show. Dad Wears Glasses. I mean, sure, why not? You can come on the show. <laughs> <laughs> why the hell not? Why um, the hell not? So we see Damien, uh, who is Tiffany's uh, admirer. He's a very um, a goth, a gothic uh, uh, personality. And I uh, love Damien. I love this <laughs> fucking guy. Damien if, if, Tiffany, if Tiffany's a goth mommy, uh, Damien's like a goth poser. <laughs> <laughs> he is a poser. We find out that he like lied to her about killing someone. She kind of thinks Damien's like a chicken. Um, mm-hmm. Damien is like hardcore, like macking on Tiffany, just like laying on, like sprawling himself out on her bed, like trying to get her to like sleep with him. Um, and then eventually Tiffany uh, shows Chucky to Damien uh, and Damien kind of makes fun of Chucky uh he, Damien humps Chucky and throws him to the ground. Uh and when that was happening, I was just like, dude, you're you're fucked. You're fucked, dude. I haven't seen anyone hump the Chuck man up to this point, but <laughs> I can't imagine he likes it. No, dude, no. Even a freak like Chucky has got his <laughs> limits, my dude. Yeah. Um yeah, man. Uh, so after Tiffany, uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna this is gonna be a recurring character throughout like the the entire series. By the way, the stoner character. Oh great, yeah, perfect, yeah. I'm a fan. Uh, after Tiffany uh, ties Damien to her bed, so she basically she she kind of convinces Damien to or no she she basically like agrees to like sleep with Damien and she like ties him to her bed. Uh, yes. and was like, do you want to have like a menage a trois? And he's like, what's that? And she sets Chucky on his, on his tummy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, Jennifer Tilly, uh, starts doing some like strip tease or something and starts talking about Chucky, uh, uh, in a, uh, sort of, a uh, admiring tone. And Damie says <laughs> he ain't big enough. And Chucky, Becomes sentient, turns his head around and says, ain't the size that counts, asshole. It's what you do with it. And then he smothers Damien with a pillow. After ripping his piercing out of his face. Yes, of course. How could I forget? Yeah. Um, So Damien, Damien dead. Damien dead, my dude. (laughs) Damien dead. Uh, We cut to Jade. She's getting in trouble. Um... Her dad, or not her dad, but Warren has showed up. Uh, they're sitting out in the rain with needle nose. They're they're getting uh, still getting pulled over. Uh, mm. As soon as Warren walks up, Jesse says, "You fuck," and Warren says, <laughs> "But you won't." And then oh, uh, I guess he like God. takes he takes Jade away. And uh, at one point, uh, 
something uh i think needle nose is trying to peg them for drinking mm-hmm. and um jesse's like i haven't like drank or whatever or like we didn't like drink or whatever and there's some punchline i can't remember the setup to it but he's like yeah like christian slater on new year's eve yeah just like a very i don't get that yeah (laughs) yeah there was that and there were some like martha stewart references in this movie uh that were very 1998 Uh, i mean martha stewart i holds up like i I get who that is but i I don't know was christian slater known as a as a party animal i think there was a time where christian slater might have been a, a bit of a party man nice nice um, so Tiffany, we're back with Tiffany. She, uh, presents Chucky with a, with a diamond ring, uh, which she had, uh, left or which he had left for her the night he was killed. Um, so Chucky had basically like found this, this ring. He got this ring off someone he killed, I think. And, uh, right. He dumped her in a, in a river. Yes. So. And, uh, Tiffany took this to mean that Chucky was, uh, proposing to her. Right. So after realizing that Tiffany kind of thinks that this was an engagement ring, Chucky explained that he stole it um, from one of his wealthier victims when he was a a, a human killer. And Tiffany's pissed at this point. Um, And she punishes Chucky by uh, locking him in the playpen, which... I got to say, this is one of the most fun film, uh, fun scenes in the film for me was uh-huh. <laughs> Chucky just playing with like little kid toys. <laughs> yeah. We see him, uh, he's, he's playing with like a, like a little machine that like teaches you how to spell basically. Mm-hmm. And the machine says something along the lines of like, what's another name for a woman or a woman? And he types in bitch. The word bitch. <laughs> yes. Um, at, at a certain point, Tiffany comes in and she's like blowing smoke at Chucky and, and, and she's like pissed at him. And uh, she she has a gift for him and she takes it out and it is a, a doll dressed in a wedding uh, dress. Yeah. And she sets it in there and kind of like makes fun of him, throws rice at him. Um, yeah. What you got to understand that this is just infuriating the Chuckster. The Chuckster oh, he's is pissed. going nutso in that playpen. The doll is pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you thought humping Chucky got you killed, this kind of behavior, it gets you a different kind of fate. Let's just say that. You don't throw rice at a freaking doll, especially <laughs> if it is being inhabited by the soul of a serial killer for sure for sure so tiffany uh we cut to tiffany is coaxing uh jesse into putting a trunk uh, into her car which we all the viewer knows that is filled with damien's dead body um and jesse is just kind of casually shirtless working on a car as most hunk movie characters want to do um, yeah, he's a real Swayze in this universe. Yeah, and she's kind of like coming on to him, and he's like, "Hey, I'm dating, uh, I'm dating Jade. All right, uh, you know." Yes. Back off. She's probably a little it, bit older than him as well. 
Right. And you could tell that she really is like not just hitting on him to get this out of him, but like genuinely flirting with him because she'll make references to it later. Like, I'll never get one of the good ones. Yeah. She wants to go to bed early with him, if you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She wants to go to bed early and sleep in two separate beds with him, if you know what I'm saying. Double callback, folks. That's the kind of quality you get from a (laughs) chatting about Chucky episode. Yep. (laughs) Uh,. So we we uh eventually we wind up at Tiffany is kind of uh in the bathtub and she's watching uh Bride of Frankenstein which I thought was kind of a fun nod. Mm-hmm. Um and while she's in the bathtub uh Chucky uh is uh I forget what he's using but he's basically like cutting his way out of the out of one of the bars of the playpen and he whittles his way out and uh basically he 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 attacks tiffany uh he he smashes the uh the uh tv the television set goes into the bathtub there's a lot of uh, electricity happening there's some voodoo happening and mm-hmm. basically uh he transports her soul into the soul of the doll that she gave him right um i thought this scene was like uh, this is my favorite uh, aesthetically my favorite scene of the film like the whole the whole time in the bathtub and like seeing the bride of frankenstein and all the like colors of the electricity it looks fucking awesome like yeah this dp the dp uh uh peter pow just like mm-hmm. fucking nailed it it looks so good yeah he's awesome the scene's awesome uh it really is I don't know, man. It's yeah, it's great. Like everything up until this point too. Like I'm hooked. Like I don't know where the film is going, but I know like we're still kind of in the first act, I'd yeah. say. <laughs> and so much plot has happened. And like, I mean, you can just tell if you look at like the Wikipedia for Bride of Chucky versus like Child's Play 3 or even 2 or 1. It's so much longer just because there's so much plot in this film, yeah. but it doesn't feel like it. Like it's never no. bogged down. It just moves at such a good pace. It's a pretty simple pitch, I think. Like when they like pitch the idea of this, it's like, um, yeah, Chucky has like, uh, like Charles Lee Ray has like an old like lover that like becomes a doll and they go on this like mission together like it's a pretty it's a, it's a great premise for this film it's a great yeah. place to go with the franchise right um so chucky uh reveals his plan to tiffany that they must retrieve uh an amulet uh that was buried with charles lee ray's real body um mm-hmm. and this amulet will allow them to transfer their souls to the bodies of uh two people who they choose jesse and jade right um, and that's yeah, and it also fixes some of the questions we had in Child's Play 3, which was like, how the fuck... it? I thought Chucky was already in this body too long. Yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, the fix is, well, well, now they need the amulet. Like, the amulet is the answer. So it gives them a goal, right? Right. And I didn't, I, I didn't even have a problem with the amulet thing. I didn't have any problem with any of the logic in this. I was like... Me, me I'm, neither. I'm I, fucking I, I was. Bored. I was... I know I was psyched about the amulet because it it answered a question I had, which is like, how are you going to do this when you spent three movies proving you couldn't do it? Well, right. Get the amulet. Yeah. So we get this this 
uh, what I thought was a very fun uh, uh, makeover scene with Tiffany to uh, set to Call Me, I think, right? Yeah. The Blondie song. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So uh, Tiffany asks, Tiffany calls Jesse and she asks Jesse uh, basically to move two dolls to New Jersey in exchange for 500 bucks. And he's like, make it a thousand. And she, she agrees. She says, right. we'll give you 500 up front, 500 when you deliver the dolls. Um, so Jesse is now, you know, kind of eager to elope with, uh, with Jade. Um, so he accepts the offer and, and he goes and grabs the dolls and he goes to pick up Jade. Um, and in the middle of the road, he proposes to her, um, which was <laughs> kind of nuts. And, yes. uh, <laughs> Chucky, Chucky does the jerk off motion while he's proposing to Jade, which I thought was really funny. Oh yeah. No, Chucky's got some great, like color commentary on what's going on <laughs> the comet the comedy in this movie is like i mean i've read about the chucky movies they kind of get increasingly like not less horror but more um I, the, the way i i read i think i was reading an interview where mancini was like uh uh about the comedy in the movies he was like the Audiences aren't as frightened of like a Michael Myers or a Jason in the later films because they've spent so much time with him. Mm. Um, and they're so familiar with that character. Um, so he thought like a, like a way to like elevate that was to add humor to it. And I think that this film is like, there's so many, this is like one of the most quotable movies you could watch it's it there's so many good lines some of it's cheesy some of it's a little dated but for the most part like i laughed out loud a bunch during this movie i also did and i thought that was very weird like that i usually when i'm watching something by myself i'm not laughing out loud but with this movie i was and i think i don't know if it's during the proposal it might be but there's definitely one part where Jesse is saying something to Jade and it's like so cheesy <laughs> and Chucky, yeah. he just has a, a little aside and I don't, I can't even remember the direct quote, but it might be something as simple as like, Oh brother. And it's yeah. so funny. Like just to hear him like kind of offset how like balance out how corny the love scene is between these two kids and him just being like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, right jeez like he's just so over it like it, it, it's it's a very good juxtaposition um yeah the way that great. chucky and tiffany kind of mirror jade and jesse is it's a great it's just a great choice it's very fun so jesse is just absolutely stoked on this one thousand dollars yes he's uh <laughs> i he this this is a guy who just like has absolutely no idea uh, how much money is worth because he's he's talking <laughs> to Jade and he's like he's like I'll put a, a deposit on an apartment I'll, I'll help put you through college and we're talking oh. about one thousand dollars here one thousand dollars period so uh, Warren plants uh, a bag of weed in Jesse's van to frame him and while this is happening Chucky and Tiffany rig a trap that. Uh, basically stabs a bunch of nails into Warren's face. 
and they hide his body in Which, the van. Okay, can I say that is one of the most fun deaths I've of the seen. franchise so far? Yeah, yeah, and little spoiler to come. It's not exactly the death, his death yet, but right. I mean, like that nail thing is like, oh. Dude. Dude, it was awesome. <laughs> and I think we get like a little meta like Hellraiser joke afterwards. Oh, yeah. I, he does say something. What does he say? <laughs> I don't remember. I, I, I can't remember the exact quote, but he does look like Hellraiser. <laughs> Warren does. Yes, he does. Yeah, it's, it is funny. Uh, so Jesse and Jade hit the road, um, but they're both quickly uh, pulled over by Needlenose, of course, and they're pulled over near some type of event where there are teenagers present. Uh, and uh, basically, while while Norton is talking to uh, to Jesse and Jade, uh, Chucky Chucky smokes a doobie in the car, man, and. Oh. Uh, yeah. Making one of the coolest gifts the internet will ever see. <laughs> that gif rules. I think I've already used that on the... Uh, <laughs> oh, man. You got, we got to use it rules. more, though. Yeah. Um, so Norton searches Jesse's car, finds the weed. Jesse's like, you know, that's not mine. Um, so as Norton is in his patrol car, Chucky sneaks out. Uh, and <laughs> he does, this is one of the Chucky kills that is just like a very human kill that I just... Mm-hmm. I always think these are really funny. He he stuffs a wadded up shirt into the gas tank of the cop car and lights it on fire. Huge car explosion. Yes. Norton's dead. Um, one of the funniest moments of the movie for me, if not the funniest, is as Chucky's crawling back, we have this intense scene where Chucky's crawling back to the van before the car explodes, but he takes the time to stop when he sees this like stereotypical 90s stoner guy smoking a joint in his car and he just gives the guy the finger (laughs) and the guy's like rude fucking dull man and chucky runs (laughs) away that is that rules dude it just rules (laughs) it kicks ass there's not much else you can say this whole movie kicks fucking ass uh i mean i mean i i know we're about halfway through the plot right now but i I, like i'm gonna i'm so excited to rewatch this movie like the (laughs) more we talk about it i i can't wait to rewatch it it's one of the best it's legendary uh jesse and jade flee the scene after the explosion they're kind of uh they kind of each think each other did it um which is an interesting uh kind of dynamic that builds up yeah it's a it's a plot point that I haven't even really seen before. Where like two people are on the run, where they're both like accused of murder, and the two people think the other one did it. Like that is, like that's a whole other movie, kind of. You it's know, it's really good. It's a really yeah. like the A and B story in this are like they fucking they they tie together like so perfectly. It's it's truly like this is a really well written movie. I think. I I think so too. Yeah. I mean like. You could maybe argue like the, whether the dialogue is some of the most highbrow <laughs> <laughs> stuff ever written, but like definitely from a plot point of view. I, again, I, I have such a so my hat is going off to them for making such a convoluted plot move and so naturally. Like it, everything right. feels organic, nothing feels forced. 
just just a great execution. Uh, and yeah, absolutely. So Jesse and Jade uh, have what I would describe as the most depressing wedding uh, imaginable. <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny. They it's both so witnessed bad. a cop dying and they think each other killed the cop, but they yeah. still get married. <laughs> <laughs> it's the 90s, bud. That's what we did, dude. So while they're in the car, Chucky is fiddling with the radio and there's this like meta um, joke. He like browses past a station talking about like violence in movies Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like boring or whatever. And uh, he turns on what I think is a Slayer song and just starts sure. like rocking out. <laughs> <laughs> it is such a funny, like, it's like, yeah, there was their big uh, social commentary of the film, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it's done in such a corny way that you're like, you said, like, you didn't, you took a stab at nothing. Like,. Uh, <laughs> The meta stuff, oh. there's a lot of meta jokes in this, and they right. all work, in my opinion. Well, actually, you know what? Let me let me kind of walk this back just a tiny bit. Is this... Now, we didn't mention this in, in the beginning when you're yeah. talking about 1998, but 1998 is the year of Columbine, right? Huh. I don't know exactly. I think, um, I think it is. Uh, and if we're to assume that it is, right, um, then... I guess this would sort of be like, oh, no, it's 99. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Redacted. Redacted. <laughs> so this is I a- was gonna, I, Basically, I think you saw where my point was going to go, though. We're going to be like them maybe saying something along the lines of like, yeah, movies don't cause stuff like this, but it's a different year. Never mind. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so while, so Warren comes back to life and, uh, tries to get away, but Chucky and Tiffany kill him. Chucky. Well, also he falls on those nails on his face, which is particularly brutal. Pretty gruesome. Chucky stabs him to death, I believe. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just really, yeah. Ugh. So, uh, Jesse and Jade are at this, like, uh, what I can only describe as a sex hotel. Um, (laughs) And this I, this weird, like, con artist couple comes in, uh, and they're, like, pretending that they're in the wrong room, and they steal Jesse's $500. Um, yeah. And uh, now they're, like, in their own room uh, in this sleazy motel on waterbeds, mm-hmm. uh, and the con artists uh, start to... Uh, you know, go to bed early and... Uh, yeah, they're going to bed early. <laughs> and in the same bed, which is, of course, a sin. Um, That's a sin. And uh, basically, they're, they're, they're getting into it and Tiffany comes in. They have a mirror above the bed and yeah. Tiffany throws a champagne bottle at the mirror. Shards of glass come down. Water goes everywhere because it's a water bed, and it also yeah. the glass shards just like stab uh, the couple a bunch of times. It's really gruesome, and it looks yeah. fucking awesome. Can I just say that? Uh, so this is actually my favorite scene in the film. I yeah, I don't blame you. This scene, it looks so good. Yeah. So like some some things I like about it is um, well, there's a couple things. 
One, I do think like just aesthetically, it looks it's very pleasing. Like the hotel is very seedy. They are dressed up. So, yeah, I mean, it's very it's like a very sexy scene that goes into like a hyper violent scene, which is like uh, a primo slasher material right there. But there's also like a fantastical element to this kill, which I really like. Like all the rest of them are like, okay, someone gets stabbed, someone gets uh, strangled, someone or whatever. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, right. Like we're just watching someone get killed. Fine. This is, I am 100% sure that if you shattered the mirror above a bed, this would not happen. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, no. Yeah. Like the shards of glass come down as if you threw like a hundred axes at mock speed at this bed. They explode. Like their bodies explode from the glass, yeah. basically. And the water, I mean, it just goes fucking crazy everywhere. Like it is it is like it yeah, it's basically if you like set the bed up with dynamite, that like that's basically what happens to this bed. And I think I just like a fantastical death like that. It's just taking so many liberties with like physics and uh matter <laughs> right and gravity like what would actually happen in this and, and i also think the cg they use for the glass shards pretty good like it pretty much holds up <laughs> yeah it looks awesome and it's like close yeah. enough to realistic where you're like okay like it, I, I i don't know i didn't bat an eye at it i was like this is this looks awesome and i like, oh I, I i for sure like yeah. thought it looked awesome and fully realized like okay, like, intellectually, I understand what they're going for, but, like, what I'm seeing is, like, something crazy. It is, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, uh, it is It is an explosion. I mean, it is It is. It is set up like something detonated, and they just fucking explode. And then, like, later that you see their corpses, but in that moment, it's, like, there's nothing recognizable on that bed. It is, like, they are eviscerated by these... <laughs> giant shards of glass that are coming from this mirror it's quite impressive <laughs> it's pretty crazy yeah. um so chucky basically falls in love with tiffany after she <laughs> kills these people <laughs> uh, he grabs the ring from the dismembered woman's finger and proposes um and uh the dolls uh well i don't know how else to put this but they start to bone yeah, um dude. Uh, at first tiffany is like can we do this and chucky's like i don't know if you noticed but i'm uh i'm kind of like pinocchio down here Mm -hmm. and uh (laughs) he says that he's anatomically correct so uh oh yeah that answers a question that i had but have not asked and uh (laughs) chucky (laughs) while they're doing it chucky's like uh she asks if he he has a condom and chucky's like if I got a rubber, look at me. I'm all rubber. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, great, great stuff. Really like, really bizarre to see Chucky like getting intimate, especially with another doll. But uh, mm-hmm. also like, yeah. this is probably the first time this has happened in film, and it's uh, it's it's fucking great. Like it's it's funny and and just like interesting at the same time. Yeah, according to Jennifer Tilly, uh, the doll sex scene was all improvised, too. (laughs) Pretty cool. Also, yeah, I mean, Team America would uh, go on to perfect this type of scene. Right, of course. But like, but this is this is such a great appetizer to that. I mean, it's it's very. uh, 
I mean, yeah, it's it, of course. And at this point in the film, too, after you've just seen what we just saw, and you see this great moment where he proposes by a fire, like in front of a fireplace to her, it's just like, yeah, I'm so invested. I'm so along for the ride at this point. I'll go anywhere with them. Same. Yeah. That's exactly how I felt. Um, so the next morning, uh, 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 a house cleaner comes in and finds this just like bloody mess. Uh, Jesse and Jay drive away in a hurry, um, and their friend David shows up, um, who uh, who knew about their plan to elope and about the about the murders and stuff. And uh, David basically tells them that they're the main suspects of the, all these deaths. Um, so just kind of as Jesse and Jade are both re finally realizing that each other is innocent, um, is when David finds Warren's dead body, uh, and he takes Warren's gun and Jade tries to hug him and he pulls the gun on her. Um, right. and around this time, the, uh, Chucky and Tiffany, um, come alive in front of them and, and hold them hostage with guns and force them to keep driving. Um, so, uh, they pull over at a certain point and David is trying to like wave down the cops, but he gets killed, uh, in, in insane way by a, by a passing semi. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> this was like this reminded me of a death from like an early like Final Fantasy movie or something where it's just like oh, yeah. so absurd and cartoonish looking, but it it was like well this is a death that could actually happen. It's just the way that it looks is like very funny because the 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 uh, technology is a little dated, right? Or you, like Final Destination is that what you mean? Yeah, Final Destination. Yeah, Sorry. dude. Yeah. It, well, there's exactly like there is a death like that in Final Destination, like one where like a, a girl gets hit by a bus. <laughs> I mean, it's it's very similar. Yeah, it, it was like and it comes out of nowhere. <laughs> dude, we got to do Final Destination. Oh, yeah. Flapping our lips about <laughs> Final Destination. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll spitball about yeah. some more concise <laughs> names. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Jesse and Jay drive away with the dolls and uh, <laughs> they're they're kind of like asking Chucky and Tiffany how they ended up this way. And we get this meta joke. Um, I don't have the whole quote written down, but Chucky's basically like, if it was a movie, it would take three or four sequels just to do it justice, yeah. uh, which I, I liked. I, I appreciated that one. Um, a little... Sure, yeah. I don't know. It, it was good. I, I liked it. Was it was good. Yeah. yeah. Chucky and Tiffany reveal their plan to Jesse and Jade. Uh, they direct Jesse to steal a mobile home to use as a new vehicle to trip the, trick the cops. Uh, Chucky. So Tiffany bakes cookies in the oven and the uh, uh, Jesse and Jade are kind of come up with this plan to like get Tiffany to be mad at Chucky. So um, Jesse kind of like coerces Chucky into uh, telling Tiffany to do the dishes and uh, <laughs> she gets pissed and they start fighting. Jade locks Tiffany in an oven and Jesse pushes, pushes Chucky out the window. Um, 
Chucky has a gun. He shoots it to, uh, at uh, Jesse, causing mm-hmm. the mobile home to run off the road into a ditch. Uh, <laughs> Chucky forces Jade at gunpoint to take him to his gravesite, to Charles Lee Ray's gravesite, uh, while Je- Jesse takes the uh, now charred remains of Tiffany to follow them. Um, mm-hmm. So... Real action-packed, like, five minutes or something that, that yeah. happens in this. Uh, Chucky is uh, now pointing a gun at Jade and ordering her to uh, open the casket and uh, grab the amulet from a very cartoonish-looking skeleton of uh, yes. Charles Lee Ray. Uh-huh. Uh, Jesse appears with Tiffany, and they trade hostages, but Chucky throws a knife into Jesse's back and ties them up um, for the ritual. So uh, as Chucky begins the ritual, Tiffany kisses him as a distraction and stabs him in the back with his own knife. Yes. Which betrayal, cool. Eric. Betrayal. betrayal. Classic betrayal. I loved it. Classic betrayal. Uh, Tiffany uh, gets stabbed in the heart and Jesse knocks Chucky into uh, his own grave with a shovel, which is pretty badass. Um. So now a private investigator, Lieutenant Preston, arrives at the scene and uh, holds them all at gunpoint. He, uh, they kind of like tell him about the dolls being alive and what's going on. Uh, and he, he doesn't believe them, but when he sees Chucky walking around in the grave, uh, Jade grabs Preston's gun and shoots Chucky in the chest, killing him. Um, and... Yeah, and the, and Preston, you know, obviously uh, believes them at this point. Right, um, and and Chucky in this moment also promises to be, come back. Yes. like he always does. He'll be yeah. resurrected. Yes, of course. Um, so after contacting the police about the truth, Lieutenant Preston um sends the couple on their way home. Uh, and <laughs> as Preston inspects Tiffany's unconscious body, uh, Tiffany springs awake. <laughs> and gives birth to a baby doll, uh, and then she dies. So she gives yes. birth to a baby doll, um, mm-hmm. which sets up uh, something that I'm very excited for, which is the the, the follow up to this movie, Seed of Chucky. And oh um, yeah, the doll, the baby attacks Lieutenant Preston, and we cut to black. Fiend, end film. <laughs> <laughs> Fiend. For all you Frenchers out there. It would be really funny if they ended a Chucky movie with, with Fiend. Yeah. Well, hey, man, we still got a ways to go. Maybe they'll end Cult of Chucky that way. <laughs> Maybe they will. God, I hope yeah. I hope they do. Eric, we got to know now. We've gone through the entire plot. What do you think now of Bride of Chucky? This is still... Um, up to this point, I have not seen Cult of Chucky yet, but up to this point... This is my favorite Chucky film, and I stand by that this is one of my favorite uh, movies of all time. Um, yeah. So it changed nothing. Seeing it again, it's still it's still just as good as uh, you remember it, huh? I'm a horror guy. I'm a '90s guy. Um, I'm a comedy guy. This is <laughs> this has all of those things, and they're all. It does. I mean, they're so. The. I mean, that's the, those are like the three key elements of this movie. I mean. It's like I said, this is like a highly quotable movie. It's uh, a movie that 
I think on a horror movie, it actually works. It works well enough to where I have like not watched it in maybe five years or something and uh, kind of had forgotten the plot a little bit. And I was, I felt suspense, you know, I felt, I felt tension while I was watching it. Um, Mm. I laughed. I, uh, there was nostalgia. Mm -hmm. I sobbed throughout the entire thing. (laughs) Uh, I was cutting, uh, habanero peppers the whole time. I didn't mention that. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And rubbing them in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I honestly, I don't know what to say. Like I, I fucking love this movie. It's a five out of five for me. It's, uh, yeah. my favorite Chucky film. Um, maybe that'll change. Maybe not, but now, uh, have you seen any of the, uh, any of the films after this? Yeah. I've seen seed of Chucky and I've seen, uh, what's the one after it is it curse is there a curse 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 yeah of chucky. curse of chucky um but it's been a long time it's been a long time right. and i i will say i haven't watched all of these movies like consecutively like one a week like this um right. so i don't know especially coming off of child's play three which i think we both didn't like overall but it mm-hmm. had it had some some highlights. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I really don't... I don't know what to say. I, I, I fucking love this movie. This is a great movie. Um, it's, it's, it's fun. I watched it on my own, and I had a great time. I've watched it with people, and yeah. it's like a laugh riot, and it's so fun. Um, and not even like on an ironic level, but on like a level of like, this, 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 I can't put my finger on it, but like this exact thing has not been done before this movie. Right. Um, like there has not, I don't think, I guess maybe like Bride of Frankenstein, but like a horror villain, like a slasher villain has like a significant other kind of a thing. Um, I've never actually yeah. seen Bride of Frankenstein, so maybe that's like, it's pretty similar. I don't know, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I just I don't have much to say about it other than I, I I really like this movie. What about you, Jeremy? You know, I gotta say, it's five Chucky freckles out of five for me. I mean, hell yeah. Honestly, it's weird, but like. This has also so far been my favorite Chucky viewing experience. I don't know if I would quite put it above Child's Play 1 for Interesting. me. I think Child's Play 1 is there's something about it. You know, it's the first one. It's got this it's a whole different I almost feel like it's so so much so different than Child's Play 1. It's almost a different genre. Like Child's Play 1 is kind of straight up a horror film it's got every everything i like about child's play one isn't in bride of chucky and vice versa like nothing in bride of chucky i like is in child's play one so they're, they're two different things and yeah i think in general i like that slow methodic uh like beat that slow beating drum of child's play one i really i really like the atmosphere of it but i like bride of chucky better than child's play two and, and child's play three for sure uh it's it's fucking amazing and 
it, it might be it might be the best in the series. I mean, I I don't know. Far be it far be it from me a a uh, a guy who does a Chucky podcast to <laughs> say. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I'm excited to see the other ones. But th- right now, this is the high water mark. They're gonna have to do better than this, I think, for me to really give them to give them the five freckles, the coveted five freckles out of five. Right. Uh, but this one's so good, it almost makes me want to bump down Child's Play 1 and 2 to four and a half freckles out of five. I, like, I didn't know this was coming, if that makes sense. I didn't know how good this was going to be. Uh, but this is, yeah, this is great. I mean, I can't, I can't stress enough to like how this movie was even like the person who liked it in my life was like overhyping it and it still lived up to the hype. You know? Yeah, it's. I mean, um, this is like the, it's a unique thing because it's a it's a resurrection of a franchise that could have been completely gone, um, right? And it 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 was just so different, and it it just worked so fucking well. And um, we'll talk about this more in the next episode. And I hope you tune into the next episode because it's a. Uh, um, there's some interesting backstory with, with Universal um, because they kind of fucked this up. They kind of fucked up like uh, continuing this sort of like momentum that this movie built around the Chucky franchise. Um, and I think if things like would have gone perfectly, like the Chucky franchise would have would have uh, probably flourished a little bit more than it did after this movie because I think it was a decent enough um box office hit to to keep going um mm-hmm. at least do one more right after it um but i i don't know man i just they they did something with this that like it's just so different and it it, it just worked so well and i just love you love to see that cuz yeah. this is a movie i mean after child's play 3 when you watch that thing you're like man i could see how this entire franchise could have just died after this um, for sure, for sure. But yeah, so what is your uh, what is your ranking, Jeremy, of the of the four movies we've watched so far? Say that again. Your your kind of order of uh, ranking of uh, the four the first four films. You know what? I'm gonna stop being a coward, and I'm just gonna say it. Bride of Chucky number one. Hell Child's yeah. Play, Child's Play number two. <laughs> Child's Play 2, number 3, and Child's Play 3, number 4. Yeah. Yeah. And I I mean, the other ones are going to have to be pretty bad, I think, to get lower than Child's Play 3. So I'm in, I'm interested to see what the order is, you know, especially after next episode. I'm excited about Seed of Chucky. I mean, after just kind of looking a little bit at the plot synopsis of it, I'm <laughs> getting more psyched as it as it uh, as it creeps up on us now next next episode and you can cut this out if i'm wrong but we do have a guest right yeah so we have matt J uh on our next episode if you don't know who matt J is uh he's he's fucking great he's a writer he's an he's an animation guy he uh he hosts a podcast uh an adult swim podcast called the deep end he hosts a podcast about animation called uh cartoons 101 but he was very excited to talk uh, Seed of Chucky with us, um, and I'm excited as well. I think it'll be an awesome episode. Um, yeah, so look forward to that. I will say my ranking, Jeremy, is uh, the same as yours, four, one, two, three. Yeah. Um, I mean, the it's just, 
it, it, it's just a logical ranking, right? I mean, yeah, you, you uh-huh, just gotta yeah. do it. Um, yeah, you just gotta do it to him. I mean, like, uh, I think one and two, you could kind of switch switch around. You know, like sometimes yeah. I'm more I'm more of a two guy. Sometimes I'm more of a one head. You know, <laughs> but uh, but they're both but. And, and and they're very similar films too, you know. And I noticed that like every single child's play film has some stapled Chucky stuff in there. Like, there's always going to yeah. be a car chase scene. <laughs> right. Like, every film so far has had has had a car chase element in it. Um, I, uh, you know, and they and they and like uh, this is definitely a great el- evolution to what we saw in Child's Play one and two. It's sort of what I was looking for in Child's Play 3, which I think, I, I don't know if you remember, but like when I was kind of going through the plot of that movie, I was like, you know, they could have fixed this by just like switching the protagonist, by making it focus on something different for once yeah. instead of just sort of recycling the same stuff. And that's what this movie does. And and that's why it's so great. Yes. We do not have to replot this film. No, <laughs> no, we don't have to replot Bride um, of Chucky, uh, but maybe Seed of Chucky, I don't know. I would love to hear the listeners' rankings so far. Uh, so tweet at us at Chucky Rules Four Twenty <laughs> with your rankings of the first four Chucky movies. Uh, you can yeah. even do all seven of them, uh, of them if you if you're so inclined. Um, yeah. I actually I put out a poll on Twitter just to see um, who likes Child's Play Two better and who likes Child's Play One better. And Child's Play One won, but it was like. It was by like two votes, so oh, it's very it close. close. I thought it. I, I thought it was yeah, uh, it's really landslide, close. but that's 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 good news because Child's Play Two is also very good. Yeah, I tweeted <laughs> from the show account. I tweeted to Mike Mitchell from the mm-hmm. the Doughboys podcast what his favorite Chucky movie is, and he says a uh, uh, part two. So I, there's oh. a lot of Child's Play Two fans out there. Um, and in retrospect, yeah, I, I, I think I, I love that movie too. I mean, it's great. Um, but yeah. So Jeremy, any, any closing thoughts before you, before we, uh, wrap up this, what I'm going to describe as, uh, an iconic episode in podcasting. I think it is very iconic. Uh, and I, and I believe that I am a part of, and I'm a bit of an, I, uh, I can't iconographer i haven't been recording your your part (laughs) eric the only thing i have left to say to you is um don't you dare this (laughs) fuck i don't think it's gonna be what you think it is okay eric now that we're married (laughs) will will you have a baby with me uh yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, do you have anything you'd like to say to me? I mean, if you're asking, I do actually have something that I wouldn't mind. Uh, I wouldn't mind saying to you if you if 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 you don't mind. If you're if you're not busy, I I don't mind. I'm not busy. Go for it. I'm pregnant. Okay, that's a bit of a surprise. That's not what I thought you were going to say. And also, this is the end, friend. Okay, goodbye.